Hey, what's going on? It's your girl, Tampa Mystic, and we are live on The Hype 87.3. Visit us online at www.thehype873.com. And we got Kendall Tucker checking in tonight straight out of Florida with some new music. What's going on? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking some time. Um, I know that you're in the studio working right now. That's, you know, what artists do. You get in that studio and you create. So I'm definitely thankful that you were able to give us some of your time tonight. But without further ado, go ahead and give us that official introduction. Yeah, my name's Kendall Tucker. I'm from Ocala, Florida. Um, my music is kind of a mix of genres with rap, country, and rock. Um, so I got a little bit of something everyone can enjoy, hopefully. And uh, yeah, been doing this music. Just about dropped a new single I'm sure we'll talk about. Yes. Um, but I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. And, and as I was telling you off air, and I just want to tell you again on air, I've had the opportunity to check out some of your music. And man, you are such a vibe. Like, like you said, you have a fusion of different genres all in one. And to me, that's just bringing a really fresh sound to the industry, a lot of what we're missing right now. So I'm excited to get to know you more and to premiere your song tonight. Um, but before we do that, let's, you know, kind of take it back a little bit. Are you originally from Ocala? Um, well, I was born in Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, but I moved down here when I was two years old with my family. So for the most part, we moved to a little town called Benellin, um, which is so small. Right, that butts up to Ocala that I just tell everyone Ocala. Yeah. Um, but I, I live in Ocala now, so been down here, you know, majority of my life. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I got a lot of family from Ohio. I spent many summers going back and forth. I, my mom's from Columbus, my dad's from Cleveland, but my grandparents lived in a really small town in northern Ohio called Garrettsville, and I remember visiting there when I was little. It was still very much Amish country, like Amish buggies, dirt oh, yeah. roads, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely do you ever get back up to ohio do you have family there yeah majority of my family just my immediate family moved to um florida so majority of my family live in ohio and uh yeah we get up there every once in a while i i do a lot of touring so whenever i have a show up in ohio i got a lot of family and friends that come out to the shows and that's always cool awesome awesome so how do you like it living in in ocala I like it. You know, we're we're the horse capital of the world, so it's a lot of farmland. Um, Very nice. We got, like, they do a lot of training for you know the Kentucky Derby and and uh, pretty much a lot of like I said, a lot of farms. Um, but I like it because we're not far. You know, I'm only an hour from Tampa, an hour from Orlando, forty minutes from Gainesville. So we're very kind of central base where you know we're in the country, but we can get pretty much anywhere. I love that. You know, one of my best friends, her sister lives in Ocala and she has exactly that. She has farmland, like she has big acreage. In fact, my dad lives in Clearwater, you know, right outside of Tampa. And he yeah. was recently talking about how he wanted to move more inland. And I suggested Ocala to him, ironically, because I was told him, I said, it's still got some, you know, land and acreage because that's what he wants. So, you know, yeah. hearing yeah, you say that, that, yeah, that's confirmation right there. And I didn't know that they did yeah. training for the Kentucky Derby down there. I never knew that. Yeah, out of like the last 12 years, I think, I think like nine of the years, um, I mean, someone might quote me wrong, but um, at like nine out of the last 12 years, horses were trained here in Ocala that one. That is amazing. Wow. That is so, really awesome. Do you yeah, ride horses? Have a little bit, not much. My wife, um, when I when I met her, she was a barrel racer. Oh, okay. So she was really big in the horses, and uh, 
that's kind of where I'm looking now. I'm looking to buy some property because we have, I have a daughter, she's four and I have a son that's two. And, uh, my wife wants to, you know, my daughter loves horses. So she wants to teach her how to ride. So that's what we'll be getting into here eventually. That would be amazing. The kids will love that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're already their hero, but you'll really be their hero if you do that. <laughs> I got, daddy got to get her a pony. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is amazing. So um, growing up in Florida, did that at all have an influence on you for wanting to do music? Or how did music become a passion? Yeah. So um, I've always loved music. I mean, even as in middle school, I started doing like theater, like I'd try out for the, you know, the plays, the school plays, and there'd be singing involved, and and uh, I did that, and I did I did some musical in high school, some theater in high school. Um, so I always loved music. My dad was a country singer. Um, he didn't, you know, go full push with it when he was in his um, younger twenties. He did a little bit of touring. He cut a record. The record did really well. It actually charted above Willie Nelson on the country chart. Um, and it was in all the jukeboxes. And um, actually, my parents' first date, my dad went over to the jukebox and turned on a song. So it, it did pretty good for, you know, him only dropping one record. But I kind of think it was always in my blood because my dad loved music. And he was a, you know, he was a, a recording artist. But I, uh, I started in music around... 2012 um a buddy of mine was like hey man we should do some music he's like Let, let's let's write some rap songs and i was like dude i don't i don't rap are you kidding me so how he's like oh, i'll write your i'll write your verses for you you know da, da, da. and i was like all right let's see so he wrote a couple songs we recorded and uh, i was like hey i think i can do this myself so i started writing my own stuff and uh kind of history from there and then in 2018 my father passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry and, uh, to hear that. Thank you. And uh, he battled illness pretty much his whole life. In his yeah. young 20s, he got diagnosed. They gave him seven years to live. He wasn't supposed to make it to his 30s, and he died when he was 60. So wow. he got a lot longer than the doctor said he would. Yes. But when he passed away, I kind of went back to my roots of listening to older country music that he loved. And uh, that's when I started thinking, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to combine the genres. So I started working with some country artists and uh, kind of history ever since, mixing the rap with the country, and uh, it started taking off for me. So that's that kind of long story short. Yeah, that is amazing. And and I love the fact that you're like, you know, keeping your father's legacy alive through, you know, incorporating some country music into what you're doing. So, you know, you're making a nice fusion of music. So how does your, uh, you know, family and friends and people that are around you when you first started doing the music and kind of fusing the, the genres together, how did they feel about it? Oh, they loved it. They, uh, like I said, I come from a, I come from a country family. So they love that way more than when I, I was like, Hey, I want to be a rapper. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I've, it's funny cause with my kind of music, I've opened up for little Wayne. I've opened up for T-Pain in Vegas, uh, trick daddy, Ying Yang twin soldier boy. I mean, look for the implied Pussy. I've opened up for all these rappers. Um, and then turn table, like the following year, I started opening up for all these big country singers. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Um, the transition and and to this day like i'll still get booked to open up for a rapper but then the next week i'll have a show 
two states over opening up for a country singer, but I kept the same music, the same set. So kind of, it's really cool because it gives me the opportunity to, you know, open up for a big name rock band or country artist, or I can hit the road with a rapper. Um, And I keep all my music clean. So it also gives me opportunities. Like a few years ago, I did the halftime show for Miami heat and uh, pretty much because my music was clean radio ready. It opens up more opportunities for, you know, um, all age events like festivals or halftime shows, things kind of like that. Yeah, that is amazing. And absolutely, that's one of the things that I talk to about a lot of these young artists that I either, you know, like counsel with, mentor with, or even interview. I tell them the importance of having clean music. I'm like, you know, I definitely prefer if you actually record it clean. But if you don't get that dirty version cleaned up, because you never know what opportunity you may miss by not having that clean version, like you said, doing halftime shows. Yeah, it's so important, you know, like, and I'm on FM radio out here in Atlanta. So like artists will be like, I don't have clean. I said, well, I can't play your record, you know? (laughs) So it's like, yeah, get that clean version. And, and, you know, if you just, if you just start clean, then you'll save some studio time by not having to do two versions. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because a lot of these songs that they record, um, they don't sound good when they have to bleep out 80 curse words. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like, just record. You can still make a super dope record and have it completely clean. There's no reason why it has to have all this profanity in there. And like you said, honestly, I'm, I'm more impressed by it too. I I am too. It's easy to rhyme when you're cussing. So, it's uh yeah I'm more impressed when you can drop a 16 bar verse that's hot and you didn't even have to drop any profanity. Yes. It's more impressive to me. I agree a hundred percent. I absolutely agree. So you mentioned that you opened up for a lot of different artists, different genres. Which which one of those was the best experience for you? Oh man, um, I would. Uh, that's a, that's a tough question because <laughs> you know I I grew up on Little Wayne. Yeah. So to be able to open up for Little Wayne, that was really cool. Yes. Um, and then I opened up for T-Pain at the Mandalay Bay in mm, Vegas. Love him. There's about 6,000 people there. Wow. So that was, that was fun. Um, but then I've opened up for Craig Campbell, which since I was, you know, since 2010 has been my favorite country singer, like yeah. out of all country singers. So to be able to work with Craig and we ended up cutting a couple songs together. Um, to be able to open up for him was, you know, a surreal moment because I've always loved Craig's music. Uh, so I, there's so many different performances that have something special about it that I can't really put my finger on one. Yeah, that is amazing. I think that you and T-Pain would make an amazing record together with his vibe and your vibe. Like, we're going to throw it out there to the universe. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to make that happen. I actually wrote a specific song that um, I wanted to pitch to T-Pain. Um, Painter Nelly, I think would absolutely. Oh kill. yeah, Nelly too. Yeah, because he definitely has that vibe where he tapped in with country as well. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing, and I know T Pain recently did like a whole project where he did cover songs for other artists, and no, oh, he killed it. He is a phenomenal singer. Like, wow, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I was just listening yesterday. I was listening to his version of Tennessee Whiskey. Yes, that yeah. he put on that, yeah. that album, and it was killer. He is amazing. So we're going to go ahead and uh, throw that out there to the universe. T-Pain or Nelly or both. How about both? We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, let's do both. <laughs> that is dope. <laughs> so what is the music scene like out there in the Ocala area for artists like yourself that are, you know, working in the business? <laughs> like I mentioned, it's the horse capital of the world. Yeah. So Ocala doesn't, I mean, you have your artists. We, we have some talented artists that 
um, some talented rappers and country singers around here that, you know, definitely deserve more um, attention. Uh, but as far as shows and, and venues and live, there's not much going on around here. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I, I love Florida. I live in Florida, but I get booked more outside of Florida. Yeah. I get booked. Uh, I just got back from West Yellowstone, Montana. Wow. I did a show out there with Uncle Cracker. And um, I did a show in Denver a few months ago. And I do a lot of touring up the East Coast, North Carolina, South Carolina. I get a lot of love in the Carolinas. Um, but as far as the Florida scene goes, um, you know, the rap the rap scene, you know, we got some, some dope rappers coming out of, like, South Florida. Um, but as far as where I'm at in the country, there's not there's not much going on around here. You kind of got to travel. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man out there. <laughs> yeah, there's not much going on. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, again, I'm from Florida. I lived there my entire life up to 10 years ago when I moved here to Atlanta. And Florida's cool. But like you said, certain areas is kind of ducked off a little bit. So you definitely want to travel and move around, which, you know, I think artists should be doing that no matter where they're from. Even if they're from a big city like Atlanta, they need to be moving around and, and touching other markets outside of where they're from 100 percent, yeah absolutely so you've uh, been touring for how long like how how many years has that been in the works well i've been recording since 2012 but i would say i i've I, I took it more serious and i've been touring you know nationally for about two years that is um, amazing so yeah 2000 2019 is when I started taking it more serious, but then COVID hit. Ugh. So it kind of shut everything down. And then pretty much as soon as we opened back up, um, I started hitting the road. Wow. That is amazing. Now, out of all the tours that you've done, what's the longest stage set that you've had to perform? Uh, I was 90 minutes. You performed for is- 90 or nine? 90. You perform for 90 minutes? Yeah, I've done, Woo! I've been doing a lot of this past, this past, I would say eight or nine months, I've been doing a lot of headlining shows. So I get booked for anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes, but it's, it's harder because I don't do any covers. I only do original songs. Yes. So, um, and I've got, I've got a lot in the works. So, um, yeah, my longest set is, is around 90 minutes, but typically when I get booked to headline a show, it's always between 60 and 70 minutes. Man, that is a long time. So how do you prepare yourself mentally, physically for a show set that's that amount of time? Well, I'm still working on the physical part. I got some pounds to lose. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, uh, I, um, man, I've got a, I've got a great team behind me. I've got a, I've got a killer band. Um, I got a, I tour with a drummer. I got two guitarists and a bassist. Um, and when you got when you got a killer band behind you, it, it makes a world of the difference too. I mean, I I don't think I could do. I know I couldn't do no 70, 90 minutes on stage without these guys. Right. So um, they just add so much to the show. And uh, yeah, it's kind of I guess just you practice, practice, practice. And I tell artists on the on the come up, like whenever you get the opportunity to hit the stage, hit the stage. It doesn't matter if there's if there's only five people in the crowd just consider it practice yes like you get better every time you hit the stage your, your stage presence get will get better and better so just whenever you have the opportunity 
take advantage of it. Man, that's a great piece of advice. And I tell a lot of artists that as well, because I do artist showcases out here in the Atlanta market. And I only do them once a quarter because when we do them, we like to make it big and we like to do it the right way. And, you know, some artists, they feel like I'm talking artists that are still on the rise. They feel like, oh, I'm too big for that. No, you're not. Nobody knows your name. Nobody knows you. You need to be yeah. on these stages. You know, like you said, if not for nothing, it's good practice. And, you know, you, yeah. never, you never know who you might meet in the building that could potentially help. So I, I'm so glad that you just mentioned that because a lot of these artists need to hear that. Because in order for them to hit the tours and the 90-minute sets like you're doing, they got to, like, take all the steps first to make it to that point, to get booked for those yeah, type of shows. Yeah, you got to kind of put your pride aside. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you just got to it's, – it's a it's – a, uh, you, you can either sit there and act big or you can put the work in to get big. Man. You know? That's facts. That is absolute facts. Have you tapped into like, uh, I know you said you've done some country and rock and rap, ha- other genres, like has, has gospel ever been an interest for you or any other genres? You know, it's funny because I, uh, that's where I got my start. I was kind of sorting the story, but when I started doing rap music with my, with my buddy, we started in Christian rap. Oh, okay. Awesome. So I went around to youth groups and churches and my buddy got in trouble with the law um, and he was out on bail and, you know, I met my buddy when I was three and he was four in church on a Sunday morning, wow. um, on Christmas morning, actually. And, uh, I'm, I, he's been one of my best friends my entire life. He got in trouble with the law. And when he got, he was out on, on bail for a year and a half waiting on his court date. And he's like, man, I knew better. And he said, I, I want to help other kids. I don't want them to do it, make the mistake I made. So when he came to me about doing music it was really a tool to help reach the youngins. So we would do, um, plus we were still young at the time. I mean, I was 18 and, uh, we would go around to public high schools or churches or youth groups and we would perform, you know, five or six songs. And then he would give his testimony, um, talking about, you know, what kind of bad, what bad company will do. Yes. And, um, so that's kind of where I got my start in, in the Christian rap world, like Lecrae and, and, uh, Andy Minio and KB, those kind of guys. That is amazing. I love it. I, I don't know why, but I just kind of felt that. I was like, I bet you he tapped into gospel somewhere along the line because you're so multiverse. Yeah. I love it. I love the fact that you're just tapped into so many different genres. And I think that's important because it opens you up to a much broader audience, a bigger market. Now you can capture pretty much the whole world. Yeah, it does. And it's funny because, like, the show I, the show I opened up for T-Pain, you know, I did – five or six songs and then that was on a Saturday night we were done by 3 30 in the morning and the next day that Sunday I had a gig at 8 30 in the morning at a church and I did the same exact set than I did that night before wow see that's that's so, when you make that that type of music that fits every genre that's what you can do and man did you get any sleep in between <laughs> I'm used to not getting sleep especially on the road yeah absolutely being on the road will definitely take a toll on you because you don't get much sleep you're always eating out you know you miss you you're married with kids you know you time away from the family it's it can be tough mm-hmm. it can be tough yeah it's definitely I haven't done a the longest I've gone on the road is eight days because I try to I, I also own a business oh, here in okay. Ocala I okay. own a security company nice so, um, yeah, I own a security company. So with the company, I, I have 47 officers, um, security officers. Oh, wow. And then I got, you know, two kids at home and a wife. So when I hit the road, I try to, you know, fly in, fly back 
or um, if we're taking the bus, don't make it any longer than, you know, four or five days. So, but the longest run I've done without coming home is eight days. That's long enough. <laughs> so I haven't done, yeah, that's, that's long enough. I haven't done no month or two month uh, tours yet. Absolutely. When I go out of town, I try to go and come back as quickly as possible because my motto is always like, there's no place like home, no place like home. Like, you know, I'm actually coming to uh, Florida. I'm driving down on Thursday for my dad's birthday, but I'm like coming Thursday and I'm driving right back Saturday. Like, I love my dad, (laughs) but like, I'd be ready to get back and get to work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And wow, you have a, a, a major security company. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's a family-run business. Me, my mom, and my brother, we started it in 2017, and uh, we're we're definitely growing. We um almost 50 officers and got some other big big contracts coming in. So, but I handle you know the employees and payroll and everything. So, I'll be on the road or in the bus or at an airport on a layover. And I'll be spending an hour for the officer. So I got my hands full. Absolutely. When you are a business owner or an entrepreneur of any sorts, it, it is hard to get away, you know, and that's me too. Mm-hmm. Cause I have a studio out here in the Atlanta market and it's just me and my business partner. So I, I understand it's like, you can't take a lot of time away because when you're the person in charge, it's tough to move away for a long period of time. You need to be there to be hands on and, um, work life balance can be tough. Uh, let's talk about that just ever so briefly like you said you're a family man you're also a musician and you own a business you know is work-life balance easy for you or is it a little bit of a challenge I would be lying if I said it was easy I want to say that (laughs) I do good at it um I'm pretty good at you know I put family over everything absolutely family is very important to me so I mean I would I would quit music in a heartbeat if it if I have to choose between the family and music but I um it's still very hard. You know, you, you're going to miss practices. You're going to miss, you know, certain things, games and, and everything. Um, but it's definitely not, definitely not easy, but I will say there's pros and cons to it because, you know, being an entrepreneur, owning my own business, I'm not, I don't have a boss that I have to request time off to go tour. Yes. You know, I don't have, so I don't have that nine to five, which I don't know, honestly, for the artists that are working full-time jobs and, they got a boss they got to report to and they're pursuing music. I feel for you. Like, if it, like, like I respect that grind because you know, it's a one, one, the cons are, I never clock out. I'll get calls one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning from my officers. So there's no clock out button. I'm always working as an entrepreneur, but the pros is, you know, I work my own schedule so I can, I get booked tomorrow. I can hit the road tonight 100%. and not have to, you know, requests off. So there's pros and cons to it, but it's definitely not easy. I agree. Absolutely. I remember the days of putting the PTO in personal time off and they might deny it. I'm like, nah, that's not for me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love working for myself. Like you said, we're always on the clock per se, but we can also step away when we absolutely need to. And that's amazing. I think as a music artist, if you can put yourself in that type of position, that's definitely the way to go. So um, you're in the studio right now. What are you working on? We've got a couple of songs we're working on tonight. Um, we've got a, my drummer is cutting for three songs and then my guitarist just got done, um, cutting for one of the songs, but we got a, a couple ones, uh, a couple of songs are more rockish, but, um, I'm bringing that rap to the, to the rock. Um, kind of hard to explain yeah. Mul- multi-genre, but 
I'm excited about these songs because I've got some really big features on it. I got a really, really big rap feature on one. Nice. Um, and I've got that same song that the rap feature on. I got a very big country singer jumping on the same song and it's on a rock song. So on the rock song, I got a rapper and a country singer. So I'm pretty stoked about it. I um, love that song's that. called what I want. Okay. Okay. So that one's in the works right now. Is it, uh, I know mm-hmm. it might be too soon to say, but anticipated, will it be released sometime in 2023? I believe so. Okay. I believe it'll be, I think it'll make that. It's, it's the second song coming out. So I got another song called better not tread on me. That song will be first, which that will be coming out next month. And then, the last one, or what I want, will probably be, might even be a Christmas release, but it'll be towards the end of the year. Awesome. And I love the fact that you're in the studio working with your band members doing that live instrumentation. There's That's the best way to create. I love that. Uh, yeah, once I started that, it was hard to go back. Such <laughs> like, a different feel. Absolutely. I've been in some studio sessions where they would have the whole band set up and the guitars and the drums. And man, it's just that feeling yeah. that you get is like no other. It's absolutely amazing. That is yeah, awesome. So are you working on an album or are you just mostly focusing on dropping singles? We're mainly, mainly focusing on singles, but I will be dropping an EP next year. Okay. Um, it'll probably be six or seven tracks. Awesome. But uh, for the most part, I'm just focusing on singles for now. Absolutely. Are you going back on the road anytime soon? I uh, I don't have anything scheduled uh, for the next two months. I kind of took a break to do the recording and writing. Yes. Um, but come January, February, we're, we're really ramping it up. Um, got a couple of potential really, really big tours. Awesome. Um, that will be um, opening for. So we're pretty much just working on the beginning of 2024, getting all the music written, recorded, and um, getting it all tracked out to start the new year with a bang. Absolutely. This is the time of the year to do that. Towards the end of the new year, uh, things start winding down. People are getting in holiday mode. So that's a good time yeah, to exactly. be, yeah, it's a great time to be locked in the studio. And then, like you said, start the new year out with a bang, hitting the road, going on tour. So we're definitely excited. And like I said, if you pass through the Atlanta market, I would love to have you come through the radio station and, and do this in person with us. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. I'll definitely let you know next time I'm coming through. Yes, most definitely. So we're about to get into this record, though, that you have uh, Dragging Me Down featuring Jelly Roll. Man, let's talk about this. How did this record come together and why was Jelly Roll the pick to be the feature on the record? Well, when I wrote this song, I wrote it with a buddy of mine. His name's Randy Fouché, and we wrote it with Jelly Roll in mind. Oh, wow. Um, Wasn't sure I'd be able to get Jelly Roll on the track. Um, but we wrote it with Jelly in mind. Jelly's killing it right now. I mean, he's on a 40, I think 44 city tour and he's on like day 20 right now. And out of the 20 dates, I think like nine or 10 of the uh, venues, he broke the record attendance for. Wow. And we're talking, these venues, we're talking 15, 20,000 seaters. Man, that gives Um, me chills. (laughs) Yeah. Jelly roll. And he's, he's one. I mean, he's a living testimony. I mean, he's been grinding. He's been rapping for like 26 years. Yes. He dropped a country song two years ago, and now he's one of the biggest, not even two years ago, I think last year. And uh, now he's one of the biggest country stars out right now. Yes. Just killing it. Yes. And um, he uh, he's doing really good at bringing hope for the broken. Um, he brings hope to the hopeless, like just to the addicts or people going through hard times. Um, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a crazy success story. So I, I knew people can relate with him i know people love his music so we wrote the song and then i got connected with one of his friends from 
many years ago. Um, he goes by the name of Kentucky Boy. And he told me he's friends with Jelly. And to be honest, I didn't believe him at first. I thought he was a scam artist. And uh, he sent my song to Jelly. And Jelly Roll DM'd me on Instagram and said, dude, the song's incredible. Are we going to do this or what? No way. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. That gave me chills, too, because that doesn't happen often. (laughs) No, not at all. So Jelly jumped on it. And then I knew just having Jelly Roll on it that I could get a bigger rock band to jump on it as well. So I hit up Jay, the lead singer, State of Mind. They've got um, nine Billboard number ones as a small independent band out of – I say small, but their fans are crazy globally. Yeah. Uh, they get millions and millions of views, um, but they're just not on no major record deal, no major record company. So um, I put them on it, and uh, they helped reproduce the record, and uh, I, I'm just happy the way it came out. Man, that is amazing. I love all the success that you're seeing. I can tell that you have such a humble spirit about yourself. Um, You're absolutely living your dad's legacy through the music. I'm absolutely loving that. Music is your passion, right? Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Being that music is your passion, what is your purpose through music? I think it's to make a change. I think... This song dragged me down, and, and the listeners will hear it in a second, but it's just amazing what, how many messages and comments. I mean, you can go on my YouTube video. We shot a music video, too. I think it's at, I don't know, 200,000 views or something. If wow. you just read through those comments, you can see people are like, this guy needed this song, or, you know, I dealt with suicide, and this, you know, this song helped, or I went through the same thing with my husband or my wife, or um, it, it, the song just touches people. And I think it's okay to drop a fun song everyone can dance to. Yes. Um, but I really love those songs that people can relate with. Um, like, long story short, I was about to get out of music once my dad passed away. And the first song I did that mixed country and rap was called Letters to Heaven. And um, that was with Craig Campbell. And I kind of just threw that out there. It was more of a song that I wrote for myself. Yeah. Kind of just, um, you know, inventing. And I threw that out there. And... Uh, I wasn't getting any stream numbers. I mean, I was probably getting hundred people streaming my, my music a month. And, uh, I was kind of just ready to give up on music. Yeah. I threw that song out there. And two days later, I checked my Spotify numbers and it said I had a hundred thousand monthly listeners. Wow. I was like, wait, what? And, uh, I checked my request folder on Instagram and I had over like 45 requests from people in Germany, Finland, Australia, America, all over talking about how that song helped them, how, you know, they lost their mother, they lost their father, um, how they could really relate with the songs. So that kind of inspired me to keep going. But it's songs like that and songs like Drag Me Down that that really excite me um, to just help people, to relate with people. It's those really personal records that people resonate with. Absolutely. Tell me the title of the song that you did, uh, that you wrote after your father passed again. It's called uh, Letter to Heaven. Letter to Heaven. I'm going to check that out because I lost my mom in 2021 and I'm still kind of dealing mm. with the pain of that. So I'm going to listen to it. I'll probably cry when I listen to it <laughs> because it sounds yeah. like it's such a personal record. Um, Wow. You really it, are yeah, touching people. Is, when, you, when you do that song live, I have everyone pull out their cell phone and turn their flashlights on on their phone. And it's just like a sea of light. Oh, my you gosh. You can just see the emotion over people's faces and um, it never gets old. 
Man, I'm I'm gonna check it out tonight, and I'll absolutely let you know how I feel. I'll probably yeah, be, shoot me a text. Let yes, me I will. I'll probably be a ball of emotions listening to it. You know, women are emotional anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dragging me down, I love love the artwork that's for that. Um, I it's beautiful. Like I, the song is amazing, the artwork is amazing, and I'm going to check out the video. I haven't checked out the video yet. Oh yeah, definitely check the video. I, it's my favorite video we've done. It's killer. Man, absolutely. Well, listen, before we check out the record, I just want to thank you for taking some time tonight. I know that you're in the studio working, so I appreciate you, you know, stepping aside for a moment and, and t- tuning in with us here on the Hype 87.3. A uh, couple things that I need you to do before we get into the record. One, tell everybody where they can follow you on your social platforms. Yeah, Kendall Tucker Music, at Kendall Tucker Music, all all platforms. You'll be able to find me um, or KendallTuckerMusic.com. Um, you'll be able to find me. Absolutely. Most definitely. And I know you have a lot of people that are loving on you, supporting you, your family, friends, fans, anybody in particular you would like to give a shout out to? Yeah. Uh, shout out to my wife. Um, she's the one that has to put up with me, uh, <laughs> you know, with all this craziness. Shout out to so, her. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Shout out to my wife. Shout out to my family. And, and I mean, shout out to anyone that's supporting, streaming, listening. I couldn't do it without y'all. So, I appreciate every single one of y'all, even the people I haven't met, the people I've met. I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Well, we definitely appreciate you over here at the Hype 87.3 taking some time with us tonight. So we're about to get into this record. I need you to go ahead and give me that really dope official introduction to Dragging Me Down. Yeah. This is Kendall Tucker. This song right here is called Dragging Me Down featuring State of Mind and Jelly Roll. And I know you'll be able to relate to it in some aspect. Hope y'all like it. Let's get it. Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to The Hype 87.3. I may smile at you from the outside. Till I'm sick, I can't take it. Kill a curse, so a demon to feel like I can't shake it. I can't sleep, too many dreams that I'm chasing. Wait, it's too much, I feel like I'm breaking. I can't chase these dreams, feel like it's haunting me. Put them on a back burner, provided for the family. All this drama starts to get to me. Bills stacking up, I'm screaming, but ain't nobody listening. I've been looking, searching, trying to find a way out. But every corner signpost is telling me stay out. Can I just be me? I feel like I can't breathe. Lord, I'm begging for your help, got me on my knees. It's like I'm treading water in the middle of the ocean. Tears falling, my body full of emotion. Watching time tick, the walls close in. I just smile and pray that nobody knows. Sleeping, the nightmares appear. Stuck in the smoke, saying it's clear. I heard God whisper to Satan is near. Roller coaster of life, get me smoking all night. 
Got me praying for focus, cause Lord, I feel hopeless and know that I'm right. I keep on hating and life is the same, but I do nothing to help make it change. I've gotten used to the thunder and rain. I need to stop with my gluttonous ways. Don't you know that I'm a broken soul? I have vices in my life of which that I have no control. Strolling down this lonely road I, 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 I do not complain because it's all I know I, 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 I lost a family to an overdose Help me find the Son and Holy Ghost Life keeps dragging me down That's just what's happening now It's been a while since I was flashing a smile Roll up another one and pass it around Spoken with such a passionate sound Again, that is Kendall Tucker. Thank you so, so much for allowing us to premiere that record tonight. It is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to go watch the visual. Thank you again for, for being with us tonight. We appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Definitely. And I look forward to working with you more. Awesome. Thanks. Likewise. You have a good night. Absolutely. You as well. Take care.